This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hey, everyone. It's your buddy Adam from golfandfilter.com. Before we get into today's episode, I want to let you know a little bit about what I've got in my golf bag for 2018 from Cleveland Strixon Golf. Look, I have the opportunity to test a lot of different pieces of equipment. I've spoken to a lot of different brands. That is going to continue. But for my game, to help me get on my journey to better, I'm going to be playing Cleveland Strixon Golf Equipment. No other brand that I've come across has performed as consistently at a high level throughout the bag from driver all the way down to short game as Cleveland Srixon. You're going to be hearing a lot from me about this brand. I want to let you know that I'm choosing to play this brand. It is purely out of how these this equipment has performed for me personally, and I highly recommend that you go out and try it as well. So that's all for now. Sit back, relax. I hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome back, everyone, to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast. This is episode 145. I am your host, as always, Adam from GolfUnfiltered.com. You can follow me on Twitter at GolfUnfiltered, and you can send me an email, GolfUnfiltered at gmail.com. Folks, today I am happy to welcome back for the third or fourth time now, I think, Mr. Josh Babbitt from TheHackersParadise.com and THP Media. Listeners to this show know that Josh and I uh, work together in uh, a few different ways. We provide content for each other's sites, uh, most notably. You can find me chatting away at the hackersparadise.com forums. And this is a very important year for that website and for JB and his wife Morgan because it is their 10-year anniversary. And so there's a lot of great, exciting things going on over there that anybody really could get involved in. You can go out, anybody in the world can go out and join the forum, get in on the conversation, and we talk a little bit about what is in store for thehackersparadise.com. We also talk a lot about some of the growing pains and just the journey that JB and his wife and team have been on for the last 10 years. There's a lot of work that goes into making a website work, especially a website the size uh, in, in terms of engagement as THP. And so this is a great conversation. Uh, I learned a few things from JB that I uh, was not aware of. You're going to learn a lot of things about one of the most popular websites in the game. Uh, before we get to the conversation, just a quick reminder to everybody, if you could go out to our Patreon page, patreon.com slash golfunfiltered, and offer some support to the show. You know, we do have a few tiers out there, a few donation tiers that have different rewards attached to them. Uh, you're going to have access, exclusive access, to some of the episodes um, that you won't hear anywhere else, and especially episodes like this where you will hear on iTunes, but you're going to hear it a full 24 hours in advance than anyone else. So with that being said, I hope you enjoy this conversation with a friend of mine in the business, Mr. Josh Babbitt from the Hacker's Paradise. All right, folks, welcome back. As I mentioned at the top of the show, we bring back Friend to the Pod. That's an official title, right? <laughs> Josh Babbitt from the Hacker's Paradise. JB, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I think I'm going to put that on my business cards. I think you should, and maybe that's the hashtag for this episode. But JB, 
I wanted to bring you on. You've been on, I think, maybe three or four times now. And this is a very, very important year for the Hacker's Paradise. You're celebrating an anniversary, aren't you? We are. It's uh, 10 years. And, uh, you know, I can't believe I'm going to say this. I actually don't know right now while sitting. It's on my calendar at on a different desk. But I don't know the exact date. It's it's either like May 8th or May 21st or something like that. But I'll pull it up and I'll make sure we put it out on Twitter. Uh, 10 years since uh, the Hackers Paradise started, uh, THP Media started uh, right around there, and then the forum launched in October later on that year. Thousands of people come to this website and go to your forum. I'm a member of the forum as well. Obviously, listeners to this show and readers to the site know that we have a partnership where we like to provide content for one another. But you guys... You guys kind of set the stage for the social website for golfers, I would have to say. I mean, I have never seen as much engagement on a website like THP. But I know that a lot of times from firsthand experience, believe me, it's not all roses. And I know that, you know, 10 years is no small achievement. There's had to have been along the way some highs and lows. And it's just not all been an upshot the entire time, right? Yeah, I mean, I'd love to say that it's an upshot, but to to I'm not naive enough to think we haven't made small mistakes and big mistakes and that other people get affected by those. Um, the only thing we can do is learn from them and be better, and we think we're doing that now. So in order to celebrate 10 years, we need to kind of talk a little bit about what got you to this point. And I know that you and your, your team over there at THP have done a lot of hard work to get to this point but let's start from the beginning a good place to start right sure what what, uh what what drives this 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 idea that hey you know what we want to start a website there's something missing in this space 10 years ago we're talking about 2008 what kind of prompted you to say let's let's give this a shot you know i've talked about this a number of times and the story as i remember it is Part spite, part I can do it better, part I don't know. I thought that there was a, something missing. I think that um, there's a, a website called Golf WRX, and I've never been a member there, but I, I, I've seen it a few times way back in the day. And, I, and uh, I've talked to Richard, who is the owner or one of the owners of Golf WRX. In fact, I talked to him the other day. Uh, I thought they did a really good job at providing hardcore equipment details, hitting the tour, and I, and I think they do a tremendous job at it. Um, but the rest of what I was seeing out there was, I thought, pretty poor. And not I'm not saying that to take a shot at anybody. I just felt as though with my experience in sports and doing other things that I thought I could do a better job. And here we are. Uh, the first year was interesting, and we we set some platforms that we thought would make the internet a different place for it. Not the internet a different place. Uh, the internet, as far as our housing of the website forum right. and social media, social media wasn't really a thing. I mean, Facebook was, but Twitter didn't exist back then, or it just started. Instagram didn't exist. None of that stuff existed. Mm-hmm. So the landscape has changed, and to me, it's about changing with it. Oh, the the years when social didn't exist; those were the good old days. But now, actually, I'm being unfair. That's it's actually a, a huge, huge tool that we all enjoy, especially in the golf space. But you know, you you mentioned equipment. You mentioned uh, you know a couple sites that also are very uh, a lot of content regarding equipment. Was was reviewing and talking about equipment always the initial content plan, or is that something that just happened organically? 
Well, you know, when we went into this, it was let's create something different. And equipment is part of that. But part of that is also because it drives readership. And we know that. Um, looking back at when we started, and I actually preparing for this, I found an old notepad I had from early 2009. So it's not exactly 2008, but it was before the PGA show in 2009 about what to do and how we were bringing video to the PGA show. And nobody else was really doing that, not because we were special or you know, groundbreaking. It was just something different. Mm. We wanted people to see the show and uh, through our eyes as people going for the first time and see everything we did. And so we did. We filmed almost every booth we went to and brought that to our forum in horrible quality video on a Samsung handheld video camera <laughs> that I actually still have right now. I'm in my little sound room here, but it's directly out of my sound room on a shelf. It's still there. It still actually works and still takes terrible video. <laughs> but it was it was all about bringing something different, a different perspective, whether it was talking about women's equipment and apparel that wasn't out there really or talking a little bit more about apparel because it wasn't out there. And I like golf clothes and clothes in general, uh, taking a different perspective on equipment from a pure fact standpoint and a technology discussion rather than hey, I hit this, let's check to see if what they're marketing of 10 yards further is true. That's just not my take. My sure. take is more, let's talk about the product and let's see who it's right for. So you start things off, you want to be different. You, you're trying to find your niche, just like any website that ever gets started. At what point did you realize, hey, we, we actually have something here? Was there, a, was there a point where everything just kind of clicked for THP? Yeah, actually there was. And I can tell, and I don't think I've ever told this story. I can, it, there's two points where the whole thing kind of clicked and I bet half of the people involved don't even remember it. So oh, wow. I'll give you the short version because it, it's fairly long. Um, the first one was uh, there's a gentleman by the name of John Hoflick who's a famous club builder. Uh, he designed Tommy Armour 845s, Titleist DCIs, TaylorMade Rack. He's, you know, Nikent Hybrids. He's is is top as far as products go as people know mm -hmm. and he was working at Nikent at the time and he called me on the way home to tell me that he enjoyed what we were doing and um whether whether or not we continued down this path or molded to something else he thought we were telling a different story than was out there and right or wrong he was enjoying that and right then I knew that something was clicking and the second part was on my first trip to California. Uh, I didn't get to meet like anybody really big, but it was right before the PGA show, one of our first times going. And we go to the PGA show and I'm at the TaylorMade booth at the time. Mm -hmm. And I'm talking to Sean Toulon, uh, who's now at uh, Odyssey. And Sean says to me, he said, you know, I hadn't heard of you guys beforehand, but Dave, and the fellow's name was Dave Cordero, who's now at the PGA Tour. Right. Um, Dave said I should read your work, and I looked over it on the plane ride here, and I think it's pretty neat. And I said, what does that mean? He's like, well, it's not the best written work, but I liked the, the story behind it. And he was right. Our writing, I'm not a writer, and I was writing a lot of the articles back then. Mm -hmm. And it, it wasn't well-written work, but it was a different take, and it was my perspective. And he thought the conversations on our forum were very different, lifestyle going towards uh, golf rather than golf going towards tour if that makes sense maybe not no it does that's actually a really interesting thing you just mentioned so uh, we talk a lot about the lifestyle and believe me and there there have been many i was part of a 
uh, an organization that wanted to touch a lot on the lifestyle of golf. But what I find so interesting about THP and what you guys do over there is that you, you really in, envelop and you really welcome people from all different types of lifestyles to come and talk about this one commonality, which is the game of golf. I mean, when you start seeing uh, the the people roll into the forum, was was the forum always up in the plan? Was that there from the beginning or did that kind no. of come about as well? Um, it was it was a thought process, but it wasn't really a we have to do this. The forum came shortly thereafter. I think it launched in October uh, of 2008. And the real the God's honest truth reason is I looked back at a lot of the stuff working in Internet and marketing for other businesses and everybody in the world would tell you these figures that they had thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands of people coming to visit their website. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever had an opinion or a comment. And I always found that a little suspect. I'm not calling out anybody in golf. I'm actually not even speaking of golf. But with a forum, it validates if there's people actually on there talking, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so we decided to add that and conversation kind of started and we made some, I'll say, controversial topics. And I've known to have an opinion or two at times. <laughs> um, and, uh, you know, it really kind of went from there. The forum was always a secondary thing to what we were going to do on our website and media outlets um, what changed is the forum got big quick and the engagement and how we decided to mold that together. And that came, you know, a few years into it, but yeah, the forum was not a thing at first, but it was thought of because I wanted to at least give an outlet to people who wanted a voice under the precursor that if you're going to be a jerk, you can mm-hmm. take it elsewhere. There's plenty of places for that. And that's the biggest downside to many forums that you just touched on. I've, I've been a part of many different types of forums, not necessarily golf related, but that whole anonymous trolling jerk mentality, I think is something that runs rampant, especially in message boards, but you guys don't have that. And you've talked about this before on the show, but you set up a situation where people could actually interact with one another in real life or IRL if we're using <laughs> message board speak. I honestly have never heard IRL before. Well, there you go. You know, that's the second. I learned essay. something here. There you go. So what was that? How was that decision made? You know, let's get okay. people together. So the I, I can honestly say we're not without any trolling or things like the hell I I've been known to not be the nicest person at times. I try to be. And, you know, like I said, I make mistakes and you learn from them. But a lot of times the, the behavior isn't as, it's not meant to be as mean as it is. It just comes out that way because Mm -hmm. it's emotionally charged and emotionally charged opinions have their merit, but they also are not always, you know, factual. Let's put it that way. They're not meant to be unfactual or lies. They're just, that's, that's just what it is. But when we decided to take a different approach, it was create things that people couldn't get anywhere. So we decided to create events and the events started as a really neat event opportunity and turned into what we call making the impossible possible. And I don't want to get ahead of myself, but when we started events, our first ever event, I want to say it was in like 2009 or 2010. I literally had people in our home. And we played a beautiful golf course called Sarasota National. Mm -hmm. And the goal was is we're going to let you demo every club possible with no demo techs or sales reps around. So there's no embarrassment. There's no nothing. There's a launch monitor out there. We had a Vector X that 
finally nice. hit its grave. <laughs> Our staff member, James Miles, let the tradition carry on with that one for a long time. It weighs like 48 pounds, and it's about the size of a suitcase, but the it Vector worked. Vector X, I remember yeah. that. I'm sorry, continue. <laughs> so we had a bunch of people down. I think we had 32 people come to that. They all got to test equipment, and you know what? They all reviewed the equipment afterward, and it brought great conversation. And at the end of the day, as a golfer first, I love great co- golf conversation. I wasn't great at it at the time. I think I've gotten better at it since then, but um, that was the goal. Now, fast forward a couple of years because we did that for a few years, not after, not in our house after a while, but mm-hmm. um, at different places, and we added certain things. And we were at the PGA show one year, and I actually just told you this story about how the tour van came to be. <laughs> and it, it's a pretty funny story now. It was pretty not so funny then, but, and I'll leave company names out of this, even though it's not a manufacturer. Um, I'm with a gentleman by the name of John Kim, who is now at us kids at the time he was at the PGA of America. And there was an RV at demo day. And I, I said, you know, wouldn't it be neat if we were able to take an RV pack it with golf equipment and go see golfers who can't make it to our events, we can bring it to them. At the time it was a selfless act. It became that I'm the most selfish person in the world. You have to do what I want. It, that's, nothing could be further from the truth. I put – I actually literally mortgaged my home to be able to buy that thing. Oh, God. So, I mean, it's not like I've made the best business decisions sometimes. <laughs> a little bit. I think I, I've learned from those mistakes too. But um, we bought a 42-foot diesel pusher Fleetwood Discovery RV complete with slides, decked it out with our logo on the side, and packed it full of equipment. But going back to the story – John said, well, if you wait six months, you can probably buy that one at half price. And ironically enough, he was correct. That place is no longer around as a TV network. But, um, you know, we decided to add the tour van and then we decided to make the tour van a little smaller. We have a Mercedes Sprinter van now with Mm -hmm. the logo and we do events. Um, The event schedule has gotten to the point now where we kind of have to hold back a little bit on it. Uh, on bringing the tour van out because of the time it takes in between trips. I I would literally never be at the office and that's not fair to the readers or my wife or anybody else. Um, But we have 12 events on the schedule, I think. And that's, that's a pretty good number and they are insane. They're, they're insane. They're every golfer's dream. And I'm not saying I'm saying that with bias, but I'm not saying that with bias at the same time. If you take a step back and even the readers of our forum, if I threw up a contest right now for a dozen balls, that's a $50 contest that takes two seconds to enter. It wouldn't move the needle. And sometimes that's the part that's that's a struggle is, you know, when you have events like the granddaddy that we just completed, which is an all expense paid trip, 14 clubs fit by the best in the world, playing one of the nicest courses in the country. It's hard to move the needle with something else. Right. So what did we do? We made every event awesome. It's setting that bar to a certain level. And then, like you said, you got to make everything awesome. And so I imagine that that's, that's difficult in and of itself. I mean, it's it's trying to better yourself continuously, and you and I have talked about this even outside of this this context, but continuously trying to achieve better than what you did last time, I mean, that's got to be tiring at some time. It is, and we think we're able to pull it off most of the time. There's been a couple that I thought didn't go as well as they should have, and that's on us, not on our partners. Um, and even if it was on the partners, I'd, I'd take the blame because there's always something I can do better hmm. for the 10 year anniversary. I can tell you that there's not a stone unturned. I, every event is going to be insane. There's a couple that if it were me would be my choice because I know on the back end what the company and the partner is putting into it. 
Um, so, you know, and I, I'm not speaking financially. I mean, from a personnel standpoint and the time allocated for it. So I think that when it comes to putting something together, I always look at it like I would want to put something together. So years ago, and I'm going to, I'm going off on a tangent again. Sure. Years ago, I had an event and the event was pretty emotional for people, including me. And at the end of it, I had a group of people below me and my wife, which we were standing on this balcony at a true blue golf course and they were emotional and they were thanking us. So this year I want every event not to end like that. I trust me. I don't need that kind of attention and don't want it. Uh, I want people to think that this is the weekend of their lives, the best weekend of their lives. And you know, that's, that's what I'm, I'm putting into every one of them. And it sounds cliche, but it's true. I, I mean, it, what we're doing for this 10 year thing. And, and to be perfectly honest with you, we haven't even gotten to the point of what we're going to do on the anniversary, but I have an idea. And if I can get a company that wants to do it with me, um, I think it's going to be freaking cool, but it's just something to say. Thank you. The 10 year mark is nothing to, to me. I mean, I'm old, but it's, <laughs> it's something to just say thank you for the people who make it possible, who come to our website every day and chat, who come to our events, who, we're going to we want to make it perfect for them. I don't want somebody to ever come to our event where they paid some travel dollars and paid in, to come in and left there thinking like, yeah, this this set of clubs that I got is pretty awesome. But it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. I don't want anybody to ever think that way. And if anybody has, I'd love for them to shoot me a private message on social media or our forum and let me make it up to them or at least explain our side of it. I've had the opportunity to join you on a, a few things up to this point and, um, you know, uh, I agree with how well these events are being run. I mean, it's just so awesome to see the people's faces that are playing in these events. Uh, and it's an honor for me to kind of just sit back and, and contribute a little bit and see all of this, this happening in front of you. Um, but you don't do it alone. You had mentioned a little no. while back that, you know, you, you and your wife uh, collaborate a lot to make this happen. And I believe yeah. one of the events, and, and let me know if this is okay to talk about, but one of the events is the, the Morgan Cup. That is correct. And JB, I, I sent you an email about this uh, yesterday, I believe. And I'm on the forum, a forum that anybody in the world can join. And I'm looking at the captains, the post where the captains were named. And these men uh, were videotaping themselves live reactions of reading the email. And they had tears in their eyes. They, You don't get that level of, of I, I don't go to golf.com not to call them out this isn't the first one i thought of and i'm not i'm not getting teary-eyed at work watching this happen i mean there's there's a connection that was made there and that kind of touches on something you mentioned when people were getting emotional at that event yeah that one's that one's a little different because it started out as um an idea that i had and honestly had no idea how to pull it off and i think we did pull it off early on we had great partners in TaylorMade and Callaway at the first ever one, and it grew to have just about every company involved. Um, it grew so much, Mizuno took the idea and just decided to, uh, decided to do Play Famously, which was a, a takeoff of our event, but that's mm -hmm. neither here nor there. They apologized for it. Um, the Morgan Cup came, uh, God's honest truth on the name, it's named after my wife. Her name is Morgan, but it's not because it's like, let's create perfection, and I think of my wife as perfection. I do. If she's listening to this, that's very well um, done, JB. Good job. On but that. <laughs> um, it, we thought of it together because we couldn't come up with a name. And Morgan is a unisex name. Mm -hmm. So let's name it that. And 
but what spawned that is every year something having my wife's name on it, I wanted to make it perfect. But it really came from if I could do anything, it was I always loved Ryder Cup style events or just team events. I'm a big team event guy, even all the way down to two man teams. I think it's fun. It creates conversation and character and something creative and unique. And we would make the teams because they're made up from the form. But the kicker is, is instead of let's go play golf, let's make everybody a tour player. Let's get them a staff bag, 14 clubs from, uh, you know, a, a couple of companies. Let's let them let's cut, let them cut early on. We were cutting promos with the companies there where every get everybody would have to cut a 45 second promo, three of them on different products. And then we'd air them. And, oh, man, they're so bad. And it's not because of our people. They're nervous. It's we had we didn't have the equipment. We didn't have any money back in the day. Um, Christ, still don't. But um <laughs> You know, it was about creating something that was going to live forever. And the problem with that is, and this is not a problem for the guests, and despite what gets posted a lot, it's not a problem of people leaving or doing something. It's a problem that we create. You create something so good, it then becomes, uh, well, I already have the equipment. I just want to play golf now. That's fine. I, I totally respect that, but that doesn't mean that, that something awesome shouldn't live on. And engagement is what what people create on the forum. It's not something that we create. Uh, we love that they engage, and we'll put up things to help you know sp- spur that and spawn that. But we thought it was going to be awesome, but it, it reached a point where it had to stop. So we stopped the event. And uh, last year. I got a private message from somebody that will remain nameless. Mm-hmm. And the private message said, the last one wasn't as good as the one before it. And this person wasn't in one of those. You need to do it one more time and do it your way. Mm. So I brought it back last year uh, in a different format, but really awesome format um, with Cobra Puma Golf and played the Patriot Club, which is a fantastic golf facility that's down in Oklahoma. And uh, it went well. It went really well. But it was still missing something. So I said to my wife, I said, don't kill me, but I want to do it one more time. And uh, we sat and talked about it for a while because I wasn't sure she agreed. But she agreed to do it another time. And here we are. And this year it's going to be ridiculous. There's so much in store. and, and, and You know the... what? I didn't even answer your question. Though. That's okay. <laughs> this is going to be the longest podcast ever. I love it. Um, but – the reason it became emotional is that event changed people, um, both on our forum and according to them in their lives, and not from what we did. I, I want to be very clear that I had very little to do with that. I gave them the means to be a part of something, but that's it. Um, it changed because as men, they got together and formed this bond and this team, and that's both good and bad from the message board standpoint, but it's really good from a life standpoint. Um, and these bonds and they put everything into it to be a Morgan cup champion because this was their tour player, their moment their They, I used to write, you are the rock star. You are the person that thousands of people are coming to read your reviews on the equipment. You may not realize it, but they are. And when it ends, it ends. And the emotion that that brings is something special, both in a positive and negative. And it's not really a negative. It's just, you feel sad because it's over. Right. But that emotion is so charged and so amazing that you just never want to let it go. And I will, till the day I can't do this anymore, work to get that emotion back. 
I mean, that's that's passion right there, folks. I mean, again, you can, you can go out to thehackersparadise.com and, and, and get in on the conversation and certainly see everything that JB's got in store. JB, I want to transition a little bit okay. and talk a, a little bit about, uh, you know, some of the bloopers and maybe even uh, a few other rapid-fire questions here that I've got jotted down just about your 10 years. This is officially that this is your life segment of the longest sure. podcast ever. <laughs> but Happy to be here. Uh, so what... In those 10 years, if you can think back, what was the first difficult time, whether oh, it be Jesus. from, wow, I don't know how to make this thing work on the website to, oh, my God, we made a promise that we can't follow through with, you know, anything to, to whatever level you want to go to. When was there's been a lot time? of those. Yeah, there's sure. been a lot of those. There's there's been a, a I'd say one or two hiccups every year that in my mind are pretty major. Um, a lot of it is not just us. There's when you're dealing with thousands and thousands and thousands of people every single day you're never going to be able to please them all we're going to try and and i say that not as again cliche but it's true we are going to try but you're not and the word deserve comes up you know somebody becomes active i deserve to be there and they might they really might deserve to be there because of the amount of time they spend on the website but that's not right um but going back to like the question the first major hiccup the first one was when I decided that we should, you know, it goes back to the events. We should allow all the companies to be in the Morgan Cup if they wanted to be in one. And what we ended up with was a, an event of like 60 or it was like 40 people, five companies, teams of eight. And it wasn't fair to anybody it wasn't fair to us for the amount of planning that had to go into it it wasn't fair to the companies because they didn't get the exposure that we thought that they deserved um and it wasn't fair to the people because their limelight was instead of one in 16 or even one in 24 was one in 40 and it, you get overlooked so that was like the first thing that really stuck out to me where i'm right afterward i'm like this is awful this was a horrible idea. I'll still make sure everybody has a blast, but that was a bad idea. Mm. We, we learned from those. So you've been a lot of places. You've eaten at a lot of places. Best city in your mind to just grab a quick bite? Outside of my hometown, right? Outside of your hometown. Yeah. Um, hmm. To quote my friend A.J. Vopel, it's not San Diego. Um, <laughs> uh, I'll give you – Can I? do I have to give you one or can I give you two? You can give me two. Okay. The first one is Boston. Uh, you know, To be fair, I'm from there originally, but I haven't been – I haven't lived there since I was a little kid. Every meal is so good when I go to New England. You know, The seafood is the best I've ever had. The, the people are so passionate about it that they, there's, you can tell you're eating something that they care about. That's, that's the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one is your hometown or thereabouts in Chicago, only because there's so many good choices that people call Chicago food. You know, I, I can go to a Chicago fast food place like Portillo's, which to be fair, we have here now, yep. um, and get good food. It, the, the food in Chicago is fantastic. I, there's a lot of places that, that I enjoy. Uh, Las Vegas is another one because you can literally get anything in the world. But uh, those two would stand out. Those are two good ones. Definitely two good ones. So uh, because you've been to many different places, you've been to a lot of different airports. Where's the best airport and the worst airport? 
Oh, that's an easy one. Uh, first of all, the best airport's Tampa Airport, but I won't use that one because it's my home. And it it's the easiest to get in and out of airport in the country. The best airport's probably San Diego. Okay. Um, it's very clean. The down, The only reason it's not at the very top of the list is because leaving San Diego Airport, it's like nobody knows how to drive. <laughs> we got those here too. So. so the worst airport, it's not even close, is Atlanta. It is disaster. People yeah. smell. It's it's just terrible in every way. Yeah, Atlanta's no good. No good. I would say Denver is probably pretty good depending on when you get in. But uh, uh, one day I'll share a story with you about my Denver. Uh, I actually airport. don't don't get to fly to Denver because it's not I, – I'm an American flyer. And uh, oh, okay. that's not really a hub. So it's like O'Hare – a DFW, Charlotte, those kind of routes. Gotcha, gotcha. They they hide the Illuminati under the Denver airport, is what I've been told. Um, at any rate, uh, Mike Dean, member on the on the forum. Yes, helper, scheduler of events. Yeah, best golfer ever. Um, yes, definitely. Okay, good. That's that's what I figured, and I'm gonna just yeah. That Mike down. is uh, Mike's been part of our staff for a number of years now, and. In the past, our events could not have been what they are without him. He's he's helped tremendously. You know what's funny is these people assume these events are planned by the companies, and the only com- the only event that is actually planned by the companies is the Granddaddy. So go mm-hmm. figure; it's the best event we do. Um, we actually plan every event in house, and by we, I mean it's pretty much me, and then my wife comes in and makes sure that it's actually doable with my crazy ideas. The way it works is I have a literally a yellow legal pad. It has to be yellow, and I have a pen, <laughs> and I, I sit and write down ideas at my desk all the time. It's every day, and I mold those as time goes on to an event, and when it comes to after the let's work with our companies to see who it fits for, let's get it all done and work on what budget we have and, and where it can be located uh, state and city-wise, then uh, – up until over the years, we reached out to Mike and Mike would make some calls for us. He'd work. He'd get the the golf part scheduled. He'd get the the lodging part in some cases. And, and he always did. A, he's fantastic at it. He, he's fantastic at it. And the reason he's there is because he's better at it than we are. Um, this year, we haven't been able to use Mike yet because on the 10 the year anniversary stuff, a lot of the, the things we're doing are we have tunnel vision to somebody at a specific course that we've already talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have a feeling if, if that Mike will be as necessary as ever, because he's as valuable to us as ever. He's a great guy. Had the chance to and, and in Chicago. It, the, the greatest golfer ever. Yeah. Yeah. I think that that goes without saying now I he's got, got more hall of fame tags than anybody on the THP form. I have to scroll a lot whenever he posts. That's all I'm going to say. Um, yeah. Two more for you, JB, and then we'll get you out of here. Uh, So uh, over the last 10 years, has there ever, and be honest, has there ever been a time when you wanted to quit? Yeah. Uh, Three times, and I can give you the exact times they were. Hmm. Uh, Five years ago. uh, It might have been six years ago. Six six and a half years ago. uh, I said it wasn't worth it. Hmm. Um, And I'm not speaking from a financial standpoint. It's... I got a PM recently from somebody who said, uh, you know, I've always assumed that there was this or that as ulterior motives, but I I talked to a sports radio friend of mine, and no matter what you do, you lose. And 
there comes a point in time when as a person, it just beats you down. And when this is not a normal job for me, I wake up every morning, I start my job at five 30. I stop at between eight 30 and nine. Mm. Um, and, and that's the truth. I, I don't stop working and I wouldn't change that. That that's my life. And I chose it that way. But six and a half years ago, there was a point where I just said, you know, let's stop, let's go do something else. And my wife talked me out of it, and here we are. The second time was, I want to say it was about, no, it was about five years ago. It was right when all the turmoil of industry changes were taking place. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and it wasn't a financial thing, which is what most people are going to assume. It was that, man, things are, people assume that just there's a truck that shows up at our house every day or and, and at our office every day just dropping off equipment. It, it just doesn't work that way. Right. You know, and I, and for what it's worth, I don't think that's necessary. And I've been at the forefront of saying that all these, the millennial way now of getting on social media and complaining that I don't have this club. Therefore I, I I'm going to talk bad about the company. Sorry, that's bullshit. Excuse my language. No, you're fine. You know, it, it's do it your way or don't do it at all. But you don't have to complain because the, the equipment's not free for what people think. It costs money. And the world is changing in that aspect. Do you – in every single other industry, if you look at reviews for anything of a luxury item, and golf is clearly a luxury item, nobody ever keeps the equipment ever in any publication ever. Right. It's always returned. And in fact, you have to sign a contract for loaners. And I've done that with some camera and photography and video gear that I've done to test out before we do the PGA show and stuff. And it's always a loaner system. For some reason in golf, it's different. And that's changing now. And so that part changed. And then the last one was um, earlier this year. And really? Yeah, it was uh, earlier this year, I should say middle of last year. Um. It was uh, a conversation with somebody at a manufacturer who talked me out of it. Um, it was something that I just I, – I couldn't do it anymore. I, I And somebody in a manufacturer that remained nameless, but they know who they are, um, gave me some words of wisdom. And I realized at that point that, you know what? To excuse my French, fuck the naysayers. Right. And if they don't like it. Too bad. I know I can lay my head down knowing I'm doing everything honest with ethics and helping people the best way I can. And I will make mistakes and I'll continue to make mistakes. That's it's how you grow with them. That is definitely how you grow. Last question for you, JB. Sure. We haven't even talked about what's coming up for the 10 years. I know there's a long list, but the most immediate thing that's happening later this month is the PGA show. You've yes. got some good things going on there. What's What's going on? Yes, the 10-year anniversary is going to be pretty awesome, and I'll make sure that I bombard people with information until they're sick of it. Um, the PGA show is pretty neat, and we always try to do something a little different. And last year, we had an amazing staff with me, and for some reason, THP Golf gets credit, and because of that, I get credit. Uh, but the the credit goes to the staff members that were there, uh, Dean, James, David, Freddie, Michael Ward, uh, those guys put on a show. Our, while people might have a running tally on social media, we actually have an hour and eight minute video, uh, all shot in 4K. All you can find it on YouTube. It's 2018 PGA Show uh, recap is what I think it's called. It will be one of the first thing that comes up, 
uh, it's an hour and eight minutes long. It has bloopers, and it's not your typical type of coverage. I mean, we had one of our guys get into a fight with a mascot not once but twice and get dead. <laughs> that the PGA show has always been where we unveil something different. We were the first, like I say, to bring the video coverage at a certain level to the PGA show, and last year our staff was amazing. This year we're doing something a little different again. Uh, previously with Wilson's staff and Adam's Golf before that, there's a gentleman by the name of Michael Verska that some of your listeners might know of. Sure. One of the most brilliant equipment minds out there, global engineer, global head of engineering, head of R&D, those type of positions. He's going to be our on-air talent this year. That's fantastic. And he's going to be able to talk about equipment like none of us can. And putting him together with some of the other brilliant minds should make video rather interesting. And we will have a live update thread on the forum uh, as well as on social where people can submit questions to him where we will do a recap each day, I think. Don't quote me on that one yet, even though I'm on our podcast. Sure. Uh, answering them. So it's going to be pretty neat. It's going to be we're going to dive deep, deep, deep into tech. And instead of hearing it from a writer or anybody else, you're going to hear it right from the minds of somebody who's completely brand agnostic at this point. Thehackersparadise.com, folks, is where you go and you find all of this exciting stuff going on. JB, it's always a really good time talking to you, man. And I got to say, I'm glad that uh, you shared those three times when you almost hung it up. I know you've helped me out a lot. You've helped uh, me and my wife out a lot. You and your wife are doing a great thing. You're a great person to know. I know you're humble. I know you don't like the attention. But understand Depends who you ask. <laughs> but understand a lot of people uh, think very highly of you. And so thanks, my friend, for coming on. I very much appreciate it. I'm happy to do it anytime. <laughs>